I wonder if you're like me, tired of getting lackluster, mediocre service from people who just don't seem to care. More and more, it seems like that is the rule and not the exception. Yet, when I work with business owners, they swear that they have the absolute best service. Survey after survey says that only 17% of customers rated the service that they received as being excellent. What about employee satisfaction? Well, a recent Gallup poll shows only 15% of the workforce truly is engaged. If you're a member of an association, you doubtlessly have seen the same kind of statistics month after month. Membership engagement is down. It's getting harder and harder to attract members and even harder to keep them for more than a couple of seasons. What is the common challenge? Well, they need the three keys to exceed expectations. And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode of Experience Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And today I'd like to uncover the three keys organizations must have to make absolutely sure they blow the socks off their customers, their employees, and their association members. And we'll get to that in just a moment. In the meantime, I hope that you have subscribed to this podcast. I am pretty proud that on the YouTube channel, I just hit 4,000 views, which is absolutely fantastic. Each week, people just like you are finding this podcast and gaining amazing value from the content. Have you ever gone someplace, a store or a restaurant, and instantly felt like the place was sketchy? There are really three subtle signs that the business that you're walking into is sketchy. The girl behind the counter looks up from her smartphone for a split second as you walk in the door and then goes back to whatever she was watching. The place looks like no one has cared for it in ages. And the cockroaches have all gathered on the break room table in the back room to play poker. One of them looks up at you and say, hey, meester, close the door. So that brings us to our question of the day. So what is your horrendous customer service story? Why don't you go ahead and share this episode along with your horror story and why don't you go ahead and even hashtag it sucky customer service <laughs> and please make sure that you tag me in on the post i'd love to read your stories because i know they exist out there they're there i know they exist and i know each one of us have had really horrendous service and experiences from the different places that we deal with if you read my book i tell the story of a trip that i made to a donair shop in edmonton the sign on the window boasted that they served the best donair in Edmonton. And I thought, good for them. That's quite an accomplishment. Trade them for a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni, if you want the thing you love. You did it! 
Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. Come over here, boy. Sam. I walked into this Donair shop, and the place had outdated decor. It didn't look very clean. I mean, you walked in, and there were seats everywhere. Along the back window as you walked in the restaurant was a few booths. One of the booths was obviously the office. It had a calculator, all sorts of paperwork, and that sort of stuff lying around it. The one right behind it obviously was a staff break room. There was a cup there with a straw with lipstick on it, a pack of cigarettes, somebody's sweater. That was obviously, to me, I would think that was probably the break room. The vast space was covered with tables and chairs that had been bought at some auction. And as you walked in, right in front of you, there was, there was this long line. It was where the cooks did all their work. And it was set up kind of like a fast food restaurant in a food court. There was a big sign over the cash register that said, order here. The menu was massive. It was kind of a faded, kind of grayish white. There were dust bunnies on top of the menu boards. And as I walked in, I could hear this hum. And, and I noticed off to the side, just next to where the counter started, was this huge double door Coke cooler. And it was stocked in with, you know, two liter bottles, cans of pop and that sort of thing. And then right next to it was kind of this Jenga setup of different cases of pop. And it looked like, I bet you any money, at some point, somebody's going to pull, instead of moving cases, they're going to pull from the middle of the case to put it into the fridge. And the whole thing's going to knock over like Jenga. And I wonder if anybody jumps up and down and goes, Jenga, when it happens. <laughs> Not quite sure. The ceiling was a white, you know, bristleboard kind of ceiling, but it was no longer white. It was gray. And around all the vents on the ceiling were like, it was all full of dust, like black dust. It, you know, the ventilation hood that they use to bring it all in. I mean, there's a lot of grease and that sort of thing from the deep fryers and that sort of, and it kind of made its way onto the ceiling. Now, I know what you're thinking because I had the same thought. Mark, my friend, don't make eye contact. Slowly turn and walk out. I had the same thought, but I also had a craving. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. I hadn't eaten lunch and I was craving to have a doner. So here's the thing. In one of my presentations, I call Engageolytics. I talk about how tenuous your active participants and ambassadors are. It's also on page 18 of my book. If you want to just take those labels and kind of look them up, what they represent. But the Engageolytics basically talks about how people are on a path within your brand. And it could be a customer, your, it could be staff, it could be association members. But they all process their various experiences. And as they go through their trip, that defines whether or not you get their sincere loyalty. But have you ever stopped to ask yourself why you feel what you feel when you make buying decisions? I mean, through each step of any buying journey, we all have what I like to call an experience expectation. Anytime you do anything, go anywhere or deal with people, you have a preconceived idea of how the experience will go, how it will be like. Even right here, right now, you have an expectation that this broadcast is going to be a valuable use of your time. I have the expectation that you are here with an open mind, willing to participate into today's exploration and that you'll laugh at my jokes. So try not to disappoint. Every day with every experience, we have an expectation as to the outcome. 
We even have an expectation of how you will get to that outcome. Unless, of course, this is your first time. I mean, do you remember your first time? It could have been mid-afternoon right after school or even more intimidating in the darkness of night. You felt uncertain and you had so many questions. I mean, you were new at this and you didn't even know where to put your hands, where to look. You went slowly just to make sure you were doing it right. You didn't want the person you were with to think that you were inept. It made you feel quite vulnerable. Why is this so scary, you thought? But if you were lucky, you were with somebody with much more experience than you have. Someone who could guide you and reassure you that everything was going to be okay and and that you could do this. Who knew that learning how to drive would be so complicated? But you learned. And as you developed your confidence, you created expectations, even new expectations. Now, whenever you get behind the wheel, you expect that your car will start, that you will get to your destination safely, and that everything will work the way it should. And from now on, whenever you get behind the wheel, you'll also remember what you were really thinking when you watched today's episode. Oh, behave! (laughs) Now, I have to tell you, the donaire I had was great. The lady knew how to cut the meat, She dressed it the way I liked it. She had a real skill in packaging up the pita. So what was missing? Well, I had a different experience expectation. I would even say I had a bigger experience expectation. There was an incongruency between how the place looked, the service I received, and the quality of the product. The operation was missing three keys to exceeding the experience expectation. We'll dig into what those are right after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. We are digging into the three keys your organization needs to exceed experience expectations. We want to do that so that you can connect, attract, engage, and retain those you need to influence your success. But for any organization, these people, the people who need, you need to guarantee your success, we refer to them as your stakeholders. And for any organization, these people are what defines your business. But wait. You see the word stakeholders, but not a lot of people know what that means. So what the heck are stakeholders? Well, stakeholders is anyone who has a connection to your organization. By its simplest definition, it is your customers, your employees, and if you're an association, your members. But stakeholders can also be your board, your investors, your creditors, suppliers, your landlord. (laughs) The list is really long. But in each relationship, in each transaction, we have an expectation as to how the transaction will proceed with them. If the transaction doesn't meet our expectations, we get disappointed. If the transaction meets our expectation, we're we're happy. And in my book, I talk about my expectation of just going into a convenience store, a gas station, and buying some gum. And there are different ways that they can disappoint me, they can make me happy, or if the transaction exceeds 
expectations, we are blown away and we are become memorable. In my book, I talk about when do we make the first impression. It says, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first good impression. But I challenge that thought because I wonder when the impression is made. If you just deliver on the expectation, for instance, if I go into the convenience store, just buy my gum and walk out with the gum, I don't have a feeling one way or the other. It wasn't a bad experience, but it wasn't a great experience. It was, I did what I wanted to do. I had an expectation. They delivered on that expectation. And I walked out. They could disappoint, in which case then I would think to myself, oh, I will never go back there again. Or if they did something really spectacular, it's like, wow, that is the best convenience store I've ever been to. But it all comes down to three keys. Now, I have to warn you that you cannot build on the three keys without having trust. To ever exceed expectations, we have to build and deliver on the trust very first thing before we can ever deliver or build on the three keys. Trust is the core, the fundamental aspect of every transaction that we have. If you're not trustworthy, people won't want to do business with you. And this is where, you know, as we go through the three keys, think about where you could destroy trust. And I really do believe Stephen Covey was right in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This idea of using trust as a bank account, where you'll go into a place, for instance, like I'm sure you've gone into a restaurant and the food was really amazing. You go, wow, that was really great. They built trust. You went another time, it was really good. They maintained trust and maybe even built a little bit more. Then you went back and the food was, oh, it was okay. It's like, well, you know, we had two really great experiences there. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll go back. But the trust went down a notch. And you go back again and the food wasn't as good as it was the first two or three times you were there. And you think, I wonder if the management has changed. I, I wonder if they changed cooks. And they, the trust goes down. At some point, that trust hits zero or becomes overdrawn. And you never go back. You think, you know what? I used to go to this restaurant. It used to be great. But you know what? Something changed. I've never gone back. And what's funny about that is people have that judgment years after that, those experiences. I will talk with somebody and I go, well, why haven't you ever been back? Well, because the last time I was there, it was terrible. And it was just, it was awful. And I said, but how long ago was that? <laughs> Three years. And it's like, they built the trust over a couple of months, but then they lost that trust to the point where they lost that customer over the last three years. The customer's never been back for three whole years. So these three keys are absolutely integral into how you build your business, how you support your association, even how you keep and engage your employees. It first starts off with the very first aspect, which is expectation. These are the other people's expectations. Everybody you deal with are going to have expectations. If you're a store, people have an expectation of what they're going to get from you. At the very core of basic needs are going to be safety, respect, understanding, and acceptance. Build up on that, and they're also looking for service. They're looking for quality. They have all different expectations. And your business, if you run your business well, you'll have an idea of what that is. You'll have a whole list of your demographics and the expectations that they all have if you've done that analysis. In which case, then you're on the right track because the next phase of that, once you have, you understand their expectations is you have your role to play. And that is in the promise that you make to them. 
So they have an expectation you have, and on your side of the fence, you have your promise. The promise that you make to them, again, it varies based on the product and service you have, but at the very basic, basic, basic is efficiency. Delivery of the product, making, you know, when it's on time, you're going to deliver the product on time for the price that you say it is, and you're going to deliver it with a certain attitude. How many businesses out there say, we have the best customer service? Well, customer service is all about attitude. You also have product, you also have service, and so on. So the promise you make and the types of promises you make will help differentiate you at the core of your business. Whether you're a convenience store, you make certain promises that are better than the other people who make promises. And if you do this well, if you are able to fill the other people's expectations with your promise, well, then right smack in the middle, you have that you meet the expectation. No different than I had the expectation. I go into the convenience store to buy a pack of gum. I go in, I find my gum, I pay for it, I walk out. They've met my basic expectations, my basic need. They've met the expectations. This is important because this is where a lot of businesses will now hang their hats. Hey, you know what? We have, we know our, the, our customers' expectations. We have our promise. We are able to bring this all together. We meet expectations. Yay for us. We are a great business. But to really catapult the satisfaction level and exceed the stakeholders' experience, expectations, we need the very last key. And that's coming up right after this. Every day you perform. Maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience. Oh, thank you, thank you. But in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long-lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action. Business operational excellence through the lens of live theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation, rehearse before you ever serve your first customer, and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhane.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. I have to ask you, what makes a good meal a great meal? What makes one doctor better than another doctor? What makes a good real estate agent a great real estate agent? (laughs) The magic is all in the very last key. This is the differentiator. This is where our true values come to the surface. The one key is caring. That's what it is. The difference between a chef doing a really good meal and just slapping something together is caring. And in fact, I tell people a lot of times, I said, you know what? If they would just care just a little bit, just a little bit. If the server who served you that meal cared a little bit to make sure that you were having a great time. If the manager came by and he's not thinking about his profit and loss statements, he's not thinking about the the staff that didn't show up, he's not thinking about all the stuff that he thinks about and he turns around and he says how are you doing today? And he stops. That makes all the difference in the world. 
And so when it comes to caring, there's really, you know, these different aspects of caring. It's appreciation. Hey, thank you so much for coming today. When was the last time you thanked your employees for coming to work today or doing something, doing something specific? Hey, John, I really appreciated how you handled that one customer today. Well done. We all want and need some semblance of appreciation. You know, I've said it before on this show, what gets recognized and rewarded gets repeated. It's it's the number one best way that you get the best out of the people that you deal with, your stakeholders. It's how you set expectations. Having gratitude and being able to know who these people are, being generous with your time, with your resources, and making it to the benefit of the other person. Showing kindness. How hard is it to show kindness? Even in the scope of dealing with difficult people. You could look at somebody and say, ah, the only reason why they're complaining is because they want something for free. Or you could turn around and say, this person has needs of their own. Maybe they're unrealized expectations that I didn't know about. It's where you take the time to make sure, above all else, the person that you're dealing with is great. You know, I, heard a, I heard a quote ages ago, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who quoted it, but probably could probably Google it. But there was, the quote was, no one cares what you know until they know how much you care. And that's an important consideration to make. Just as a little side note, some of the content in today's episode will refer to some visuals that were on the YouTube channel. Why don't you go ahead and check out the show notes. The graphics that I'm referring to are in the show notes, or you can go to the actual episode that was recorded live at markhainlive.com. Now, on the graphic here, you'll see that between expectation and caring, there's a space. Now, if somebody has an expectation and you care, but you don't deliver on your promise, will they be happy? No. No, they won't. Likewise, if you make the promise and you care about delivering on your promise, but you don't meet their expectation, they're not going to be happy. I mean, if you go into a vacuum store because they promise that they sell laptops and you walk in and you go, well, I I heard you had laptops on sale. And they go, no, no, we're a vacuum store. It doesn't matter how much you promise to sell them the best vacuum. If they were there for a laptop, and I realize this is Uh, an exaggerated example. But if you were there to buy a laptop, no matter how much they try to sell you on a vacuum, you're not going to walk out of there happy. So it's really important to understand that these three components have to coexist. When the three keys are in place, this is the only time that you would really exceed expectations. It's that magical center where you wow your customer, your employee, and your association members. If you are an association and you're struggling to keep your members, I I challenge you to bring this to the attention of your members, to your board, to figure out what it is the expectations are. Because really, at the end of the day, the expectations is really what is missing or we're not delivering on our promise. So if you promise professional development, but then you never have educational sessions, or you don't have any way for them to be able to build up on their expectations, well, then they're not going to be very happy. If the minute somebody signs up to your board or to your association and you 
slammed them with, oh, thank God you're a new member. Uh, could you join our board? Because we, we need a new treasurer. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. If you don't understand the journey that your employees are on in your business, first of all, pick up my book, read chapter 18, because that creates such clarity in how you communicate, how you define their needs and so on and what their expectations are. And you could be looking at me and saying, but Mark, these are my employees. I pay them to do the work. But as an employer-employee relationship, you're in a synergistic relationship. You're in a relationship of give and take. And the give and take is not, I will take your work and I will give you money. That, that's no longer the case anymore. The 70s are dead. <laughs> in order to make this happen, in order to fulfill these expectations, there are steps that you can take to make it happen. Now, I do want to warn you, as a leader, you cannot run up to all your employees and say, okay, slackers, I need you to start caring more. Come on, everybody, care, care, care. <laughs> Getting the three keys right in your organization starts at the very top. It requires you to look towards whether or not your leaders in your business are applying the three keys with the employees. You know, Gandhi once said, one man cannot do right in one department of life whilst he is occupied doing wrong in any other department. Life is one indivisible whole, which means that you cannot expect your employees to deliver on experience expectations and fulfilling these three keys if you're not applying the three keys with your staff. If, if your managers aren't applying the three keys with your staff, you can't expect them to drive the three keys with your customers. If this is making sense to you and you don't know where to start, why don't you go ahead and drop me a line? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, please feel free to book 30 minutes with you and your team to brainstorm what you could do differently. Whether it is attracting and retaining and engaging your customers, whether it is attracting, engaging, and retaining employees, or if you're an association, a board, that you realize that you have some challenges, that your membership is dwindling and you need help, then go ahead and book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below in the show notes. It's the one that's marked meetme.so slash markane. As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, why don't you go ahead and hit the subscribe button? That'll give you first dibs whenever I bring you content that will help you work on your business, not just in your business. I hope this was of service to you. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes, or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. <laughs>